0: Hey everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Politically Incorrect podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host. And today, as you know, we are trying desperately, as we count down to the midterms, to introduce you to as many potential new Democrats coming into the House. And one of those guys who we're really pulling for is a 28-year-old kid. I shouldn't say kid. Please excuse me, Ryan, for that young man. From the University of North Carolina. He would be representing, if he could, District 6 of North Carolina. It's being held right now by Mark Walker. Um, if you don't, that name doesn't ring a bell, it probably shouldn't because he hasn't actually done much in his time in the United States House of Representatives. But um, perhaps that's why Ryan has been able to surprisingly. Close the gap there, and what shouldn't even be close, is now close. And uh, why? Well, that's because Ryan Watts is an exceptional candidate, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you this right now: Ryan is out there shaking hands. He is knocking on doors. He's doing everything that the old style politicians used to do, and that's the rank and file going to meetings, you know, attending luncheons going on the stump he's doing everything i mean he is all over carolina six which is basically right around the raleigh durham area there the what is most notably known as of course the research triangle so ryan is someone who is a deep thinker and at only 28 years of age he is a rising star in the Democratic Party. So without any further ado, let's begin our conversation with Ryan Watson. Ryan, you know, we're getting down to crunch time. How are things looking there in District 6, North Carolina, as you attempt to turn it blue?
1: Well, uh, you know... It's, or Duke uh,
0: blue, for those who um, who are <laughs> that persuasion. Not that I want to offend either side.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I'm the Tar Heel, so... I know, I know I, that, but so. I, but I have a lot of respect for the, for the blue devils. Um, The blue wave is, um, is coming close to shore here. Uh, We're 41, 41 days away. And uh, we're, (laughs) we're doing everything that we can to get out the vote here. Uh, The the numbers are there. If if the vote gets out the way we hope, then uh, we'll be in good position to win this November. Good.
0: I mean, let me ask you, what are, what are the key issues going on in your race? You know,
1: uh, there's, An overarching theme of accountability. And we've spent a lot of time over the course of the campaign talking about what representative democracy is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, People in Washington should not be beholden to their party. They should be beholden to what's best for the people that they are supposed to represent. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, uh, that's not what my opponent has become over the course of time. And, um, you know, I'm a Democrat, and I always say this, you know, my, my dad and my step my dad, and my uh, stepmom are, are Republicans. My my mom is an unaffiliated voter. My stepdad is a Democrat. So I've really been reaching across the aisle. You know, my in your my own life. life, yeah. And I, I don't dislike my opponent or the president or anyone else uh, who is a Republican because they are a Republican. Uh, right. I'm very I'm very disappointed with the lack of accountability. Uh, in washington and especially considering that the first job of congress is to provide a check and a balance on the executive branch and that's something we've really lost sight of and so i think there's a lot of people out there who are disgusted with the racist rhetoric the bigotry the xenophobia uh, and are tired of representatives that toe the party line are afraid actually afraid of speaking out against that divisive hateful type of behavior because they're more concerned about (laughs) <laughs> they're more they're they're worried about a tweet storm coming their way from the president or what have you and that is not what good leadership that is not what bold leadership is supposed to look like in America. And So I think that's really uh, an overarching theme. Uh, and and of course it won't surprise you that healthcare uh, is, is at the top of people's minds uh, mm-hmm. that we're talking about removing protections from pre-existing conditions in this current Congress. Uh a lot of folks are concerned about uh, social security and Medicare uh, because uh, folks like my opponent have said, you know, we really are, we want to, we want to cut those benefits uh, in, in, in at least significant amounts, if not greater than significant amounts. So those are two big ones, but I think education and environment uh, are also two big ones that we like to talk about. And and finally, I mean, there's just, there's far too many working poor people in this country and mm-hmm. uh, we really need to look at a living wage uh, that people People don't need to be working 80-plus hours a week and, and, and still struggle to make ends meet.
0: No, you're absolutely right, and uh, I will say this, Ryan. One of the things – when I came to Washington back in the uh, early 90s, uh, you know, I covered uh, President Clinton, and even during the time when Clinton was being impeached, he and Newt Gingrich spoke – on a daily basis about the importance of keeping the government moving. Uh, that is not the case at this point in time. Uh, right. uh, I, I'd like your thoughts on a couple of quick things and we'll go back to North Carolina, but first of all, regu- regular order doesn't exist at this point in time. And, right. and one of the reasons that regular order, and for those of you, I know that most of us are political nerds. If you happen not to be a political nerd, regular order is 60 votes to pass a bill, OK? And the reason they set it at 60 is so that one side, if they were in the majority, wouldn't have 50 plus one, and basically majority ruled. The 60-vote situation was put in in place so that you had to build a consensus. But right. you had to work with the other side. Well, that was cast aside in some regard by, by um, you know, by the former Democratic speaker, um, speaker, I'm sorry, the former Democratic leader, Senate leader, Harry Reid, and it's been crushed to death by um, Mitch McConnell. If you don't have to worry about and look at, you know, you, to your point on Congress, look at what an absolute and total freak show is going on with Paul Ryan, who in my estimation will go down as probably one of the worst uh, speakers of the house in history. I mean, he can't even control his own caucus. So there, to your point about healthcare and other things, Ryan, right, And here's where I'll let you start moving back into this conversation. And that is, I can take you this very day, bless you. I can take you this very day over to Washington, over to the Hill, and you will find that there is bipartisan agreement of between 50 and 60 plus votes in mm-hmm. the Senate on a health care issue on how to, how to start the process. of, But it's never come to the floor because, you know, the, the White House and the you know, Majority Leader McConnell won't let it. There's stuff going on in the House that could be done. Again, bipartisan. But. Paul Ryan won't let it happen. So, ladies and gentlemen, back to Ryan Watts. Ryan, you're right in so much as it needs to be fixed. But, you know, right now it's got to be fixed by the Democrats Mm -hmm. taking over the House of Representatives so that Nancy Pelosi or whomever uh, is the speaker will allow free thought to come to the floor.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I totally agree. Um we are we're at this point where we've got a lot of people who uh say the right things uh when they're cornered uh by some reporter. And then when the time comes to actually make those take those steps forward, uh all of a sudden uh they they kind of double back on what they had to say before. And and so We've got people who say, "Look at all the great things going on in washington but but there's just not much to speak of uh outside of the tax reform bill that got passed that got that gave eighty percent of benefits to the top one percent you know and, and people in my district are extremely frustrated because the average taxpayer in my district outside of the one percent is getting back six dollars a week, which when you account for the, the the tariffs uh, that are that are causing everyday household goods to go up, uh, when healthcare premiums continue to rise, that six dollars back a week doesn't even come close to paying for the increasing cost of living in this country. And so we've got all of these self righteous people in Washington who are either lying or making misleading statements to their constituents who are attempting to pull the wool over the eyes of their flock who truly are not telling the whole story and we have got to start electing people who are willing to shoot straight who are willing to be honest and who are willing to be accountable because right now we've got people like my opponent Mark Walker who puts out this weekly email saying look at all the great things going on well the the thing is some of those things are good. Some of those some of those actions are good. You know, there are things that we can do to save money and be fiscally more responsible. But when the rest of your legislative agenda is is inherently going to hurt people, whether it be through health care or the environment and the pollution of our groundwater, particularly with the coal ash ponds that have flooded due to the hurricane that just came through, whether mm-hmm. it be passing tax cuts for the wealthy, whether it be taking uh, funding away from education there is a bigger story that these members of congress especially those in the majority right now that just aren't telling the truth they are they are not being forthright and when they also aren't showing up to have debates when they haven't held town halls in over a year they are running away from their constituents because they know that they can they know they can hide they they, they they think at least that they can hide. And and our mission is to say this isn't what representative democracy is supposed to
0: look like. To your point about healthcare, I would I would um suggest to those who are following Ryan who may not be voting for Ryan at the moment, that you check into what executive orders have been done coming out of HHS and CMS. Now, those are departments that oversee a large number of things that are representative of what goes on in the ACA, you know, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it, the Affordable Care Act. They have undercut and underpinned the law so badly that even though it's still alive, they're trying to kill it from within. That is what you need to be looking at, because when your opponent speaks about helping people. He's Mm -hmm. lying. They're not. Uh, That's, That's right. It is an absolute bold face, and I'll say it right here, ladies and gentlemen, a bold face lie, okay? They are lying to you. You know when they're lying? When they open their mouth, okay? It doesn't exist. They are killing the ACA from within and blaming the Democrats for it, which is insane. But, I know. Go ahead.
1: I I, I want to add something to that. Um, you know, one of the one of the most uh, befuddling things that I've heard uh, among countless befuddling comments from my opponent is he championed this statement saying, uh, "Look at this. You know, because of our work, uh, healthcare premiums uh, in North Carolina in the ACA exchange are going to go down three percent." And he championed this, and he even posted an article from the Greensboro News and Record on his Facebook page when he was championing championing this and mm-hmm. It's though they didn't read the article because in the second paragraph of that article is a quote from I believe it was a spokesperson from Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina, a big mm-hmm. healthcare uh, insurance company here that said, had it not been for." Uh, Republicans undermining and taking away subsidies for the ACA, the health care premiums would have actually dropped 15%. Wow. So they're out there championing this this one-time very small drop in premiums, and totally ignoring or unaware of the fact that these insurance companies actually said, hey, actually, we could have done even better had it not been for your actions. And I think that that is something we've got to call out.
0: Well, and you're right, and the other part too, which your opponent will hopefully be questioned about is that with the situation with regard to um premiums, one of the reasons that premiums are going lower is because they're 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 taking away the risk pool, which then undercuts the opportunity if you have a pre existing condition, you will pay. Three times what you're paying now for insurance. And at the same time, if you happen to be poor and sick, God help you, because their attack on Medicaid is relentless. They won't go after the corporates. They'll go after Medicare. They want to get the poor people now. So if you happen to be poor and you happen to be a woman, you are doubly screwed.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, uh, I think we have to acknowledge that for a very, very long time, basically since the inception of this country, um, white men, mostly older white men, have run the country. And uh, you know, obviously, uh, and and they've been white too, by the way. So uh, I'm I'm a I'm also a white male, uh, right. and 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 so I. I think it's important that we acknowledge and learn from our past and, and that we move in an inclusive and accepting direction uh, that, you know, you, I don't have to be a, a, a woman or I don't have to be a person of color or whatever it may be to want to stand up for women and people of color and and immigrants and DACA recipients and and. Gay, straight, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer, you know, it doesn't matter because this country, every person in this country has value. And the way Washington operates right now, it's as though uh, the the folks in Washington are only standing up and speaking up for the white men. And that's unacceptable to me. I, I, I believe the millennial generation of which I am one is one of the most accepting and inclusive generations ever in American history. And I believe the only way that we move forward together as a country is if we start electing new, inclusive, and accepting leaders, uh, of which I hope hope to be one.
0: We'll be back with more with Ryan Watts right after this. Folks, I am not kidding you when I tell you that this is the most important election in generations. Now, y'all know that we've spent the last year introducing you to progressive candidates from Florida and California. Why? Because we need to take back the House in November. Many of those progressive candidates that have joined us right here on the Politically Incorrect podcast are men and women who are first time candidates. Some of them have been gay and lesbians. Some have been black, some have been Hispanic. They are progressive candidates that reflect the diversity of this country. And we have to take back the House. The Trump administration is waging war on women, the LGBTQ community, immigration, race relations, the poor, healthcare, and many other issues that affect our everyday lives. Now, I've been involved in politics for over 40 years. Other than voting, the most important thing you can do as a citizen to affect change is to volunteer. We need your help to return the party of Truman, Kennedy, Clinton, and Obama to take back the United States House of Representatives. Here are the numbers you need to know nationwide. There are 84 competitive races to win back the House. We need to flip 23 of them, all right? We're going to push hard to get all 84, but at the very least, we need to get those 23. So what can you do? Well, I'm proud to introduce you to my new sponsor, Swing Left. Now, what's Swing Left? It is a national grassroots organization focused on taking back the House in November's midterm elections. They connect people with things they can do that will have a direct impact on winning a progressive majority in the House and putting a check on the Trump administration and conservatives. This election season, our message is don't just vote this year, volunteer. I've done it through Swing Left, and it's free and easy. So far, nearly half a million people have volunteered, to take action in the 2018 midterms with Swing Left, including me. When you join Swing Left, go to swingleft.org. That's swingleft.org slash my name, Williams. You'll immediately be connected with other volunteers in your area who are working to win races in nearby swing districts. You will find out where and how you can make a difference and Impact, the flipping of the house, and you got to start now because it is very important. But look, this is a very simple thing we're asking you to do, but it is a very, very important thing. Each of us has the power to change our country, save our democracy. But only if we do the work to take the house back, okay? Gang, we are getting down to crunch time. Trump and his conservative movement can be stopped before they do any more harm. But we have to get involved, okay? This is a turning point in U.S. history. It is worth our time, it is worth our energy. We need you to help. You can man call centers, you can pass out flyers, you can use your talents to help get candidates from diverse backgrounds that are running to save us from the Trump administration and his conservative cronies that have done so much damage though, so far. And trust me, folks, they are only in it for themselves. So here's what I need you to do. Go to swingleft.org. That's swingleft.org Williams. Join me and other volunteers in your area who will be working to win races in nearby swing districts and do it today? You gotta do it today. Again, here's what I want you to do. Go to swingleft.org slash Williams. That's swing that swingleft.org slash Williams. Join our volunteer army, folks. We want to get the house back in the hands of progressives who will stop the Trump administration and the conservatives from doing any more harm. So I'm asking you, I'm begging you, do it today because we have so very little time to affect the election in November. Thanks so much. Go to swingleft.org. That's swingleft.org slash Williams. Do it now. I continue my conversation with Ryan Watts. Um, I think that to your point, the what is worrying these people is the fact that there are people around them that don't look like them, and they don't know how to handle that. Right. And you know they know, and this the Republican Party is is listing in a direction that is literally cutting their base to the point where their base is going to be so small that in the very near future, they're going to be the minority of the minority. Exactly. So, so, I I mean, there are guys like Alan Steinberg, who served under George W. Bush as the head of the EPA in District 2, which is uh, New York, New Jersey, Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands. He is supporting people like yourself, people like uh, Andrew Gillum in Florida. He is wanting to see the... Uh, the House turned blue because, as a Republican, he thinks his party's been hijacked. And uh, so there are Republicans out, you know, stumping for candidates like Ryan because they believe that the man who runs this country is a lunatic. And um, I am not going to say he is or isn't. That's not for me to say. But I can tell you that there While Congress is paralyzed, um, there's a lot of stuff that you need to follow going on from out of the White House through executive orders, which is undermining every aspect of your lives today. So, Ryan, down in Carolina, you've got, like you said, a number of different issues. I'm going to give you five minutes to tell me what you want to do to help the people In your district, District 6, down there in North Carolina? Well,
1: it's a really good question. I mean, I I think there's the list of issues is so long we'd be here all day. uh, I got the time. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I think uh, first and foremost is we really do need some new leadership in Washington that understands the modern economy. Now, one of the starkest differences between me and my opponent is that I've actually worked in in business uh, with – You know, with companies of all sizes, from startups and nonprofits to uh, Fortune 500, 100, Fortune 50 companies across the country. And I, on a daily basis, work in uh, helping people through changing times. And we don't have that skill set in Washington. So from that lens, I mean, I think one of the most important things is that we do, there's a lot of great opportunities here in North Carolina. Uh, We're a fast-growing state. Uh, there's more that we can do to not just bring jobs here, but to bring the right type of jobs here. Uh, we, we don't just need a, a standard minimum wage jobs because we know that minimum wage jobs, as of right now, the way the minimum wage is, just isn't enough. Uh, we need to be bringing jobs here that pay a living wage and that also uh, have benefits for folks. Um, and so we move towards... Uh, you know, a different type of healthcare care model in this country, uh, we are in a position where people are struggling with health care. So I, I think that that is all of these issues interconnect. We really need to be looking at living mm-hmm. wage jobs, health care, and we also need to be reevaluating education because uh, education right now in this country, you know, Republicans are cutting it left and right. Teachers are not being paid like the professionals that they are. I believe we need nationwide early childhood education plans. I believe that we need to be restoring funding for programs like Teach for America. I believe that we need to lift the burden of student loan debt that students uh, across this state and across the country are struggling with they 're paying almost eight or nine percent uh, in student interest uh, when banks are getting you know two percent or less on the money that they borrow and so I think we need to uh, you know we should Students should not be paying more to borrow money for their education than banks do when they borrow money. And, and finally, you know, given the changing economy, um, I'd like for us to move towards universal uh, free community college uh, or at least provide student loan debt forgiveness for folks who are going to community college uh, because of the tremendous programs. Uh, in fact, every county in this district has a great community college that is, that is really teaching Uh, some of the skills and trades that we are running a shortage of in America, whether it be welding or whether it be plumbing or whether it be, uh, you know, HVAC, uh, there's a whole lot of things where people can't find qualified people uh, to do those jobs. And so we really need to be investing there. But I want to wrap up your question with, I think Mm -hmm. the biggest thing we need to do um, when you look around at, at the world, you see a lot of investment going on from countries uh, like China, uh, many countries in Europe, uh, South America. They're all investing in the future. Uh, and the, the thing that we have failed to do in this country uh, is we have failed to invest in, in critical infrastructure. Uh, the biggest, obviously, roads and bridges are in need of repair. Some bridges and roads are actually collapsing um, and, and killing Americans, which uh, is a major problem. Uh, But from an infrastructure standpoint, to me, the biggest issue is we need to make sure that every single American has access to high-speed Internet. Uh, There is a tremendous difference between a student who has access to high-speed Internet at home and a student that does not. Uh, That's the single biggest contributor to the achievement gap in schools. And so we need to be really looking at how can we uh, work with telecom companies Uh, like Verizon and Google and and AT&T and all these sorts of folks to partner on infrastructure projects where we ensure that we get every corner of America wired with high-speed internet. Because I got to tell you, in my experience in business, there is not one business out there in any industry that is moving their operations to a new place or bringing business to a new place where that infrastructure is not in place. And so I think that that is something very critical. And that is part of you know, that forward-thinking, problem-solving mentality that I believe I bring to the table.
0: Ryan, one of the things that concerns me is that we, um, that we don't have the urgent, you know, everybody's excited about voting, but they're not necessarily excited about volunteering. Candidates like Ryan, folks, and I'm telling you straight up, need not only to get cash from you all and get your vote but they need you to help you so you got to go out and help Ryan I'm going to give him a chance to plug his website and tell us how but if you're in North Carolina I don't care where you are in the country if you can help Ryan out and you want to see Ryan get elected and candidates like Ryan get elected then please voting is one thing and it's very important do not get me wrong on that but just as important is volunteering in any way you can to help top candidates in swing districts like Ryan is in. The numbers are 84. There's 84 seats in play at this point in time. The number 23 is the most important to remember. That's the number of seats we have to flip. We need to flip those seats. We get the people like Ryan in there. Ryan, how can people who want to help volunteer with you and for you get in touch with your campaign and help your campaign?
1: Well, uh, as always, uh, feel free to uh, reach out to our campaign, info at wattsforcongress.com. Uh, that's a great way to, to get plugged in. Uh, also, our website, you can sign up to volunteer, uh, wattsforcongress.com, W-A-T-T-S-S-O-R, congress.com. Uh, But finally, I mean, whether you're in North Carolina or not, I mean, obviously donations help, but we've got people all across the country tweeting, Facebooking, Instagramming, uh, sharing us on social media. And and also, uh, we've got a lot of folks out there who are writing postcards for us across the country. So if if that is something that you're interested in doing, we would certainly appreciate your help. We've got a great team, uh, but the team always can be uh, and needs to be bigger.
0: So at this point, Ryan, will there be any debates between you and your opponent between now and Election Day? Well, it's interesting. Um,
1: the answer as of this point is no. Um, in fact, uh, not only uh, – I have been this just this week at three different candidate forums, all of which Mark was invited to. Uh, he did not come to any of those. Uh, and he has actually pulled out of uh, two additional ones one which is one of the biggest in the district traditionally the League of Women Voters uh candidate forum he has pulled out of and uh he's also pulled out of the uh candidate forum uh in Sanford North Carolina that the local newspaper is hosting so he continues to to pull out of, of not even just one on one debates uh but also candidate forums and it I find it interesting because uh, he and his campaign specifically said, uh, in a, in an article that got published not too long ago, you know, would you agree to a debate? And in that article, his spokesperson said, absolutely. We never shy away. We absolutely never shy away from showing constituents what we're about. Well, I'm going to put the ball in your court, Mark, if you're listening, uh, because at this point, you have not held your word uh, on this at this point in time. So, uh, it's not too late. We still have time, but, um. It's not looking like uh, he's uh, he's wanting to to have this conversation with the
0: voters. I'll tell you what, given the way the Congress and the Senate on the Republican side have handled the Kavanaugh situation, I think the last place he probably wants to be is the legal women voters to talk about to talk about what's going on in in Washington from from his standpoint. Um, I'll ask you real quick your thoughts on the Kavanaugh situation.
1: You know, it's a real shame uh that congress is more concerned uh about their nominee than they are about the truth i believe that any woman who comes forward with these allegations uh who especially in in, in this example they they have they have not only beared the the brunt and the burden of this for a long time They've also. This is not the first time that they have that they have shared uh, their story. Uh, It just hasn't quite made the the headlines. You know, the Republican Party has a a list, literally a list of people uh, that they can pull from. And at this point, I believe that the right thing to do would be for them to withdraw Kavanaugh's nomination to the court. I've been against Brett Kavanaugh from the very beginning, not because he is uh, someone. That Republican nominated, or that the Donald Trump nominated, I've been against him because of his political background um, and my doubt that he could be someone who would be fair and impartial as as a member of the Supreme Court. Um, we have we have seen ongoing cover up efforts to keep to keep uh, the all of the documents from his experience uh, out of the public eye. Uh, I think that. Uh, even Mitch McConnell knew that that this individual had some baggage. I'm not sure he knew quite how much baggage that he had, uh, but I believe that we 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 should not allow someone at, on the highest court uh, with this uh, with these allegations without hearings, without due diligence. Uh, I believe that that is beneath us as a country to not go about this in the proper way. Uh, if 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 these allegations weren't true, if there had been, uh, you know the effort for transparency uh, in this process, uh, then I, I might not have as much to say about it. But given uh, given what has gone on, what has transpired, and, and the unwillingness to come forward with the truth uh, and to rush the process just for the sake of political expedience, I believe that that is wrong. Uh, and I believe that he uh, should either uh, step aside from the nomination or that he should be removed uh, by the Republican Party from the nomination.
0: Well said. I, You know, I believe in due process. Uh, but if the um, if the Republicans are not going to allow for due process to handle, which would mean an FBI investigation, um, they remind me very much, Ryan, of um, a movie that I would suggest your your uh, constituents and supporters take a look at. It's called Judge Roy Bean, it was an old movie that Paul Newman was in. There was a line in there. He was Roy Bean was known as the hanging judge. And there is a opening shot where people are screaming about, you know, one way or the other. Should he be hung? Shouldn't he be hung? Judge Roy Bean, who was in this case, I said Paul Newman, shoots his gun in the sky and says, We're gonna hear him out, then we're gonna hang him. That's pretty much what we're looking at right here. Come uh this week in Washington, is the Republicans are going to say, we want to hear from Dr. Ford, but right afterwards, we're going to still pass him. Uh, So I don't know what the hell is going on, but it is crazy. And, Brian, one last time, give us your social media, your your website, and how we can follow you, because, ladies and gentlemen, help this guy out. He's going to be outstanding. He has a chance to be the youngest person going into – the United States House of Representatives, and by God, let's put him there.
1: Well, I, I really appreciate all of your support, and uh, I, I do believe that um, it, it is the millennial generation that, that uh, can really make some positive changes. We have grown up, like I mentioned, accepting and inclusive of everyone, uh, but we've also grown up uh, with a willingness to learn, uh, and a willingness to learn from our elders, and so mm-hmm. we tend to know everything. Uh, we, we do certainly uh, want to do the right thing, and I believe that that is something that Washington has totally lost sight of. Uh, and so I uh, would certainly appreciate your support uh, on our website, wattsforcongress.com, uh, facebook.com slash wattsforcongress, and then on Twitter and Instagram, uh, watts, the number four, Congress, uh, for those two social media handles. would appreciate your follows and your support, as always, um, we, we, we've got a shot. This is, this is one of those races. Uh, it would be an upset, and it's an uphill battle. Uh, but with everyone's support, we can do it, and uh, I believe we must do
0: it. Ryan, thanks so much. It's always a pleasure, and uh, hopefully next time we talk to you, you'll be on your way up to D.C.
1: Thanks again for having me. Uh, it's, always, it's always been a, a, a fun time, uh, and I hope that uh, the next conversation we have is in January when we get to work in Washington.
0: You got it, my friend. Be well. Follow Ryan Watts everywhere, folks. We'll have all of the information in the show box below, okay? And Ryan, uh, again, thanks for joining us, and we will be back right after this. Folks, I am not kidding you when I tell you that this is the most important election in generations. Now, y'all know that we have spent the last year introducing you to progressive candidates from Florida and California. Why? because we need to take back the House in November. Many of those progressive candidates that have joined us right here on the Politically Incorrect podcast are men and women who are first-time candidates. Some of them have been gay and lesbians. Some have been Black. Some have been Hispanic. They are progressive candidates that reflect the diversity of this country. And we have to take back the House. The Trump administration is waging war on women, the LGBTQ community immigration, race relations, the poor, health care, and many other issues that affect our everyday lives. Now, I've been involved in politics for over 40 years. Other than voting, the most important thing you can do as a citizen to affect change is to volunteer. We need your help to return the party of Truman, Kennedy, Clinton, and Obama to take back the United States House of Representatives. Here are the numbers you need to know nationwide. There are 84 competitive races to win back the House. We need to flip 23 of them, all right? We're going to push hard to get all 84, but at the very least, we need to get those 23. So what can you do? Well, I'm proud to introduce you to my new sponsor, Swing Left. Now, what's Swing Left? It is a national grassroots organization focused on taking back the House in November's midterm elections. They connect people with things they can do that will have a direct impact on winning a progressive majority in the House and putting a check on the Trump administration and conservatives. This election season, our message is don't just vote this year, volunteer. I've done it through Swing Left, and it's free and easy. So far, nearly half a million people have volunteered to take action in the 2018 midterms with Swing Left, including me. When you join Swing Left, go to swingleft.org. That's swingleft.org slash my name, Williams. You'll immediately be connected with other volunteers in your area who are working to win races in nearby swing districts. You will find out where and how you can make a difference and impact the flipping of the house. And you got to start now because it is very important. But look, this is a very simple thing we're asking you to do, but it is a very, very important thing. Each of us has the power to change our country, save our democracy, but only if we do the work to take the House back, okay? Gang, we are getting down to crunch time. Trump and his conservative movement can be stopped before they do any more harm. But we have to get involved, okay? This is a turning point in U.S. history. It is worth our time. It is worth our energy. We need you to help. You can man call centers. You can pass out flyers. You can use your talents to help get candidates from diverse backgrounds that are running to save us from the Trump administration and his conservative cronies that have done so much damage though, so far. And trust me, folks, they are only in it for themselves. So here's what I need you to do. Go to swingleft.org. That's swingleft.org slash Williams. Join me and other volunteers in your area who will be working to win races in nearby swing districts, and do it today. You got to do it today. Again, here's what I want you to do. Go to swingleft.org slash Williams. That's that's swingleft.org slash Williams. Join our volunteer army, folks. We want to get the House back in the hands of progressives who will stop the Trump administration and the conservatives from doing any more harm. So I'm asking you, I'm begging you, do it today because we have so very little time to affect the election in November. Thanks so much. Go to swingleft.org. That's swingleft.org slash Williams. Do it now. Welcome back, everybody. Now, if you're not one of the over 50,000 people who have downloaded and subscribed to our podcast, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, we sure as heck make it easy to do. All you have to do is go to the iTunes Store. We are very happy to be part of the Apple Podcast family, also Google Play, as well as TuneIn, iHeartRadio. We can also be gotten at Blog Talk Radio, as well as, of course, Spotify and YouTube. So there's nine different places out there, and trust me, many, many more to get the podcast. All you have to do is search The Politically Incorrect Podcast with Jim Williams. Hit the favorite button, and each week you will get a brand new edition of The Politically Incorrect Podcast sent to your tablet or to your phone or hopefully to both. Okay, so please do that for us. We greatly would appreciate it. Okay, special thanks to our guest today, Mr. Ryan Watts, he is the challenger in District 6 in North Carolina. For those unaware where that's at, that's the Raleigh-Durham Research Triangle area. And so uh, we wish Ryan all the best. He's an outstanding kid. Remember, there are two numbers you need to know. There are 84. That's right, 84 swing districts at this point in time. For the Democrats to take back the House, we need to get 23. Let's make Ryan one of those 23, okay? All right, on our next edition of the show, we're looking to talk to the folks from Swing Left. Swing Left is a great organization attempting to do everything they can to get people out to vote and to get people to volunteer and make the blue wave happen, okay? So they will join us next week. Looking forward to it. Until that time, for Jim Williams, myself, and the rest of our entire team here, At the Politically Incorrect podcast, we wish you nothing but the best and a very enjoyable week.